to be fair, like it's probably not going to be as funny as it was before I started recording. Let me I'm not going to argue like that. <laughs> Bitch ass nigga. The one time I was going to record. Oh, we're recording the meeting now? Bruh. All right. All right. First things first, man. Apologies, everyone. Man's got COVID and that. I'm just trying to make it through. All right. But we here, though. Man's got COVID and that. Just trying to make it through. When did you yeah. get COVID, bro? I don't know, but everyone loves to try and say it was from Whiskey, though. Everyone loves that narrative. My wife loves that narrative because she didn't go. So now she's trying to make it seem like I went with kid and brought COVID home. How do you know? How do you know we didn't get it from church? My pastor didn't want to. My pastor was like, oh, "I must have been with kid. That's just the fruits of you going to the whiskey concert." It's the you got to say you got it from church. My pastor, please, man. We could have got it anywhere, man. You know the man is swinging, yeah. So even if I did get it from whiskey concert, so. You know what else I got from Whiskers concert? A lifetime of videos that I'm gonna show my kids. How about that? <laughs> mm? Were you there? You don't know what it's like when you're at the Whiskey concert and they bring out Chris Brown. You don't know what that feeling's like. <laughs> Kobe can come and go, but that feeling of seeing Chris Brown next to Wheezy, that will live with me forever. <laughs> you know the funny thing? I remember when I was growing up in the church and I was listening to R&B or rap music and feeling away about it, feeling conflicted in my spirit. Yeah. Then I realized, you know, um, the only thing people care about in this life is money. You know when, you know what hit me? When when they bring the nigga that you're not supposed to be listening, when they bring that nigga to the church, you're like, he's sinning. <laughs> but they bring him to the church, they pray for him and you know, they're like, what? Yeah, but I, mean, I didn't know Jesus was down with Park like that. But that makes sense though. The idea is that, you know, and even if you meet, even if you bring flipping, I don't know, who's, who's the worst, Ozzy Osbourne or whatever. The idea is that, you know, the idea is so you can save him, not so that we can go and join him in what he's doing. No, the idea is not so we can save him. It's a good look for your church. When you bring um, Kanye or Jay-Z or these people to the church, you're saving nothing. You ain't going to save him. They're, gonna, they're already saved. They saved a lot. <laughs> they saved so much. They got mansions. <laughs> I said, I said, you know, you, you don't need saving when you got savings. <laughs> when you got savings, bro. <laughs> You're wild, bro. You don't need savings when you got expendable income. You don't need savings. You don't need savings. And you know, that's another thing about. You're a wild boy, bro, man. I guess that's <laughs> another thing about church and and the Lord. It's like it's so many people. I mean, because we we equate, you know, everything in everything is money. So okay. you know. Um, you could the Bible, a wise man leaves something for his children. Everybody thinks that's money. Not words, mm-hmm. not experience, not, you know, the example of being a person, not the example of overcoming, none of that. It's that he leaves money. He must have left money, right? <laughs> not words of wisdom that he can pass on, not yeah. traditions. Everything is equated to money. And you can see in human nature. Yeah, uh, I was on Snapchat this morning, don't ask questions. And um, it said, sneaking into Rihanna's $10 million abandoned home. That story has nothing to do with nothing other than the home is worth $10 million. <laughs> and, Rih- and then it's Rihanna's. And well, even that it's Rihanna's is irrelevant because you go on you go on these little videos and you see the crazy lifestyle of ballers. Right? <laughs> and so they have to spend more. They have to live this lavish life because we are all driven by money. 
Well, yeah, I, I get your point, man. You, you're right. Money does really move us. Because to be fair, I sit down and watch like um, uh, videos from Dubai, and a lot of them are like luxury mansion tour right. or whatever it is. But like what that. do you gain from at the end? Would you know what it is? Personally, I find them inspiring. Okay. I, I find it inspiring because I'm like, this was someone's idea in someone's head. And now look at it, like it's physically here. That's amazing. Second of all, I like the fact, I like interior design in general. I don't know if many people know this about me, but I like to put together spaces and concepts and like feels and all that kind of stuff. So I look at those things and I kind of go like, well, what is about this makes this look so amazing? What is I like about this? Is it how much space they have? Okay, great. How much light is coming in? Great. So I love all that kind of stuff. But also, you know, it, let's be honest, there's an element of it which is a bit of escapism. There's an yeah. element of it which is like, look, from my three-bedroom house for, you know, three minutes or whatever it is, I can have some sort of vicarious experience of what it might be like to walk through this amazing mansion. That's what everyone does when they go on holiday. You go on holiday, you go to a fancy hotel. Now, all of a sudden, your hotel has to be a much higher standard than you would ever accept on every other day. You get to the hotel, now you throw in towels away after one use. You're telling the guy, like, change my sheets, change my sheets. Meanwhile, at home, your, your sheets ain't been changed since the pandemic. Like, you know, basically, everyone wants that taste of luxury in some sense of the word. Not everyone, obviously. Some people don't care about it. But, like, no, I think everyone, want everyone's, everyone has that, 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 that um, the capacity to want that. Okay. You know, it's like when I was talking about... But the funny thing is, nothing beats... Uh, I listen to battle rap in it, and that's yeah. a rapper who says, "You know, in battle rap, it's a lot of fantasy. I pull up in your mama's crib with a nine tucked under my socks, pull out the box, I box everybody in that. And it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. In real life, it's like you, you can't do any of that. You don't have to do none of that, right? Brother. You know, police chased me. I threw a grenade in his truck, blew him up. The army came down and I took them all down with one sock. And I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> hey, wait, are you sure you're not a battle rapper?" Because the way you're jumping these bars right now, bro. It doesn't make any sense what I'm saying. But there was one rapper, he always used to say, grown man bars is something you got to deal with. No matter the, no matter all of that fabricated, you know, punchlines ain't going to equal up to this real shit. Yeah. Right? And that's how yeah, we used yeah. to get them. So all your fancy lines about you got 60 guns, I'm just going to talk something about real, something real, and I'm yeah. going to be able to trump that because you can't be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say that to say, when I went to Australia, they threw me business class, mm -hmm. right? And the whole experience was so wild because I didn't know, I didn't know there was a lounge in the airport. I'd already saved up my little eleven ninety nine so I can get my big breakfast. Bruh. Then I was going to take a dump in one of the airport toilets and just go and sit by the gate. That was my plan. Uh, <laughs> my, plan my whole life. <laughs> right? This Bro. time, there's a lounge. But if I go in the lounge, I don't even have to behave. I'm polite. Excuse me, can I sit here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you lower your voice. Hey, you know, <laughs> I, I was feeling a way to charge my phone. The lady said to me, go and have a nap. I'll wake you up when, when, when we're boarding. Huh? You gonna wake a nigga up? <laughs> Yo, if you sleep in that communal area, bro, ain't nobody waking up for the gate, you know? Mr. Mateo, the gate is closing. Bring your ass. Or <laughs> we gonna leave your ass. <laughs> we're taking your luggage off the plane, boy. Yeah. She's gonna wake me up, Ola. I was yeah. The food was free. Yeah, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, man. I've loved it, man. The, the few occasions I've had a chance to do proper... There's lounge you can pay for. There's like 20, 30 pound lounge. That's not real lounge. That's like, okay, cool. You just wanted to feel bougie for two seconds away from everybody else. But to be honest, 
it's not always worth it. There's some airports where, like if you're in Nigeria, if you're in Lagos Airport, I'll pay for the lounge there. I'll pay for the lounge right. in Kenya or wherever it is because I want to be somewhere where there's Wi-Fi. I want to be somewhere where it's comfortable and there's so free drinks. This I won't pay for shit. The only thing I paid for in the airport was to leave. Nah, bro. I, I, bro, I took a massage in the airport last time. I was like, I caught myself because I got butt naked for that massage. I was like, this is real bad. I'm real butt naked the in the airport right now. Yeah. Which airport? Lagos Airport. You got a massage butt naked in Nigerian airport? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, look here, yeah, if something happens to me, I deserve it. Because... Last week I stood up in my drawers and you were having a fit, but you got butt naked in an airport. Yeah, it's a, it's appropriate in that context, bro. Really? No one's, no one's, no one's How should many put your... people you know can share the butt naked story in an airport? Please tell me. Anyone who's got a massage in the airport. So you came out ass naked. Was it a woman or a man that massaged you? A woman, but they put the the towel over your bum. You don't you don't have it you don't have it out or whatever. Came out ass naked in an airport. I didn't come out. You just How get the, anal can you get? They Where leave, do you think you're going? They leave you in the room. I, I said, look, I got some time for my my flight. I want to get a massage. Where's you going, wank? Bro, what's going on? Yo, what? Butt naked massage. What's she talking to you? Are you feeling the pressure? <laughs> Ooh, you're very tight here. A lot of knots. <laughs> nah. Uh, maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. You don't forget if you tip someone or not, bro. You didn't tip. No, probably not. Actually, I, I, I know I tipped the lady at the lounge. She did a lot to try and get me into the lounge, and I was like, nah. She worked hard. What did she do a lot? What did she do? She's very charming. Basically, there's a lot of lounges now. They've all sprung up. And there's a range of them. There's like a super expensive one all the way down to quite a cheap one. This was one of the ones in the middle. And she was just kind of like... Um, when was this, Ola? I don't really... When was this? This was this year. This you year. Yeah, bro. When? I was in Nigeria in June. For work. I went to Dubai, and then from yes, Dubai you did, I went to Lagos. You did, you did. So you t- that's, that's when you got the butt naked massage? Of course, bro. Oh, because you were feeling like you're on some work, dude. Of course, bro. What do you mean? Loser. What do you mean, bro? Come on, man. So anyway, I was talking about my story before you started getting freaky in the, in the, in the, in the, in, in the lounge. And the, the, what I was trying to say was, you know, the experience was incredible. But mm. I was still from hacking it. Like, I saw the fridge in the, in the lounge, and it looked like them fridges in the off-license. That stacked of drinks. Yeah. yeah so of course. it just literally reminded me of the off license. And I know when you go to the fridge in the off license, you pull that drink out, you're going straight to the till. <laughs> so I said to the woman before I went to the fridge, yeah. excuse me, um, are the drinks free? Which is such a poor person, poor man's question. Yeah, bro. Right? You, you never ask if they're free. You ask if they're complimentary. No, no, that no, 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 like, no, no. That's where it's the like. Point. Head the point. Head the point. Head okay. The point. I said that the drink's free. She yeah. replied with everything in the lounge is complimentary. That's I said, cool. does that mean free? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get free. I need English. Do <laughs> you like me or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> you understand? But I what I was trying to get out was with all of that, when I flew to Australia, eight hours business class to Abu, to Abu Dhabi first. Then we were going to change and do the next one, the next trip to um, Australia. Mm. Eight hours on Abu Dhabi flew by in business class. I was like, wow, this is one of my best flying experiences because usually I'm just hella nervous. Yeah. 
I get on the plane, we exchange, get on the plane to Australia, check in, got my little business class shuttle, put my little belt on, you know, get ready, get loose. Captain comes on, welcome on the plane. It's going to be 14 hours. I started crying. I said, we just flew eight. You <laughs> <laughs> find a shortcut around this motherfucking me? Ain't got no back roads. Bruh, Australia's a myth, you know. I got a 14 hours. So on the way back, they flew me first class from Australia to um, Abu Dhabi, which was fine, but on a 14 hours. Bro, if After we. Eight hours, Ola. I said, fuck first class. I want to go off the plane. After the first five hours of that second flight, I'm turning to somebody like, are you all sure Australia exists? Are you sure we, we ain't been hijacked? We've been hijacked. Ain't we? hey. they, they just so, flying at this point. At this point, they're just going. At this point, we're going to end up back at Abu Dhabi again because what is this? One time I looked out the window and I just saw deserts or ah. sand or rock and I just thought to myself, I bet the captain don't even know where we are. Bro, this nigga check your ways app like yo. <laughs> so the thing was, I was trying. Well, I'm trying. My point is, yeah, the experience was great, but the truth is, being in the air for that long, the experience meant nothing to me after that. There was still really? turbulence. Can you imagine? Yeah, but come on, bro. It's very easy to say that from business class, bro. If you did that trip, that fourteen-hour trip with the chair in front of you touching your knees and some kid behind you kicking your seat and like you having to like ask the person, "Can I go to the toilet?" or somebody asking you, "Can I go to the toilet?" for fourteen hours. Why, why you, would you? Why would you? Why would you have that situation? On if you're in economy, yeah, why would you have that? What kind of planning ahead did you do? I'm saying, but I'm saying that's how some people have to do it. Oh, bro, I've never once. If I, when I'm finding economy, I tell the woman first of all, you have to move to the woman at the check-in desk, so they give you good seats. You tell them straight. I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit near Nigerians or kids. I want to sit with white people who like to read. Them niggas don't disturb you on the flight. <laughs> I don't want to sit with any white people who have adventures or stories to share. Not interested. The reason why I don't want to sit in Nigerians because familiarity. They, they do for me. Ah, for me. Is your okay? No, 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 no. Okay, no worries. Next thing you know, we're in a prayer group together. Let me follow you home. I ain't really got time for that. Oh, I'm social when I'm flying, bro. I, I love meeting people, man. I've, I've got a couple of friends still that I met from flights. There's one. There's one lady that. Yeah, one guy hit me up the other day. Actually, he was like, I don't know if you remember me, but we met on a flight from Dubai. You know, Bubble, I'll just check it in. How are you, man? That's some lonely-ass motherfuckers. Hey, listen. When he was I fly, in the military, so it makes when, sense. When I fly with um, the Laughter Factory, I don't even sit next to them on the way back. You don't fly with the comedians. I know you. But I don't sit with them. <laughs> don't sit with them. I love it, man. I love connecting. Like, like, on the way back from one, with Peter White, Peter White and the, the, the Irish guy we were with, we sat together because they were cool. Me and Peter were cool. He liked R&B. We like the music, so we could talk. But more time, I avoid everybody. I'm so, Bro, I, I feel like you're hiding. You're hiding because the truth is, like, whatever was cool enough about them to sit with, there's something in that in a lot of people, but you just never see it because you're just assuming, like, oh, like, it's going to be dead. Let me just quickly bounce. You never yeah. know. You, you might enjoy more of those interactions, bro. Nah. Fair play, man. It's not <laughs> by force. I'm a I don't is like it? people. 
Like I'll jam with you, people that I know. I have to be comfortable around you to jam. More time, I'm not comfortable around people. Hey, but, but it's no, it's one thing to be like, no, nah, I like you cool or whatever it is. Do you think you could travel with me? Of course. I've known you for for too long. I'm not. That's yeah. easy. But we've we've known each other in certain contexts. Traveling brings out some fights, you know. Traveling, traveling no, be no, stressing no, people no. out. Why why would we fight? Why we're not fucking? I, 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 <laughs> why would we fight, bro? I, 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 we before we went to Amsterdam. Did we fight? We well, did it. We did it. But there was we did it. Right? But come on, man. Maybe we were some bitch ass niggas who were gonna fight, and that's what I'm. That's why I don't hang with people. Okay, but but look look how stressful it was when we were just like, let's try and get some food. You had to damn near walk off. Yeah, because I don't. Can you see why I don't hang with people though? And you know the thing, I kept on telling everybody, yeah, I'm an adult, isn't it? I've done these trips before where with my boys coming yeah, yeah. up with food, and then the all of a sudden. Everyone's tickling their balls. Oh, come we walk slower. I'd rather just go and get my food and we can meet up later. It's easy money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need the group activity because yeah. everyone's individuals. I don't really rock with these men on a normal day. So our interests are going to be different anyway. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. I don't understand why. So when I walked off, it wasn't because I was being, because I don't have to, I want to do things and I don't, I don't like group activities. It's, it's not even like, it's not even that. I told my siblings last or well, two weeks ago, come and listen to an album. Someone nominates an album. We all listen to it for the week, and then we get together and we review it. Right? Okay, that's nice. Right now, I'm the person in the family that everybody classes in it. So the first thing everyone was like, "This fumbies come again, cheese balls." They were ripping me. Then they go into the idea. Oh, this is good. Start selecting their own little rules for my idea, you know? Right? That's how it always starts off, bro. Exactly. But here's the maddest part, Ola. Have we reviewed the first album? Probably not. Do you know why a lot? Group activity. Bro, but do you know what it is? And it's an underrated skill, but being able to influence a group and try and get like a project done with a group, it's actually a very big, big skill. Well, do you know some... you do it well? You just do. Like when my sister said she wants to get the sibling tattoos, I just went and got it. And everyone's like, it actually blows people's mind when you go and do it. Yeah. That's definitely one big part of it is, is just being willing to step out and take the action. 100% yes. you're right. But there's an element to which you need to know how to like manage people's personalities. You know, there's always going to be somebody that's just a bit of a Debbie Downer. Like they love, they actually enjoy the project, but they're just negative. You have to know how to handle that kind of person. Then there's some people who are all guns blazing at the beginning, but then they, they their enthusiasm wears out. All of these different things, it's all leadership skills, man. It's really tough. It's not easy. When, like people, people talk about going on holiday like it's all relaxation. If, for me, because I used to do travel ex, uh, um, travel business, I used to take people on these group trips. Bro, the last one we did, I broke down crying on the last day, bro. I, it was I, uncontrollable. I know you're going to say that because you're a business. But I'm telling you that, like, bro, it is stressful. It is stressful. That, that was 10 people. And, I, and yes, obviously... But we do Amsterdam trips. Bruh. 300 people. Some of them from Birmingham. <laughs> bruh. There was so much shit. I know, right? I was like, <laughs> some of them from Birmingham, I was like, whoa. I don't want that hey, brother smoke either. Hey, you've never seen, you've never taken people on a trip, but when you get on the coach at 12 o'clock to drive to Amsterdam and people are getting lit on the coach. Hey, no, 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 we did that. We did that to Paris, bro. I tapped one girl. I, I tapped her. I said, I stood on the bus and said, everyone, I hope you guys know there's no rave tonight. <laughs> 
was yard knocking these drinks back. <laughs> gonna get horny. Girls are gonna get restless. It's there's no grave tonight. We're going. We're literally going to sleep on the coach. But people were getting lit, and I used uh, to tell them it's so funny because I used to tell them reserve your energy. You're gonna need it. But everybody goes so ham, and that first night, yeah, everybody goes so ham. But the next day, the comedy show, no one comes. Of course. Because they're shattered. And even if they do come, you don't even want them there. They look high as hell. Bro, I'm telling you, uh, managing people's energy is uh, it's a thing. And you know what, Ola? It's crazy. You're right. Because there's three characters in it. There's Caleb, there's Dean, and there's myself. Now, mm. I don't really do the running of the events, but I'm part of the team because I hold the, co- the comedy show. Yeah. Everybody knows who they can go to. You understand? Nobody yeah. likes that to Caleb because... <laughs> he was too direct. I... He was too nice. Okay. You can't be too nice. They take advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah. I was in between. I knew mm. I had to be diplomatic and I knew I had to be dismissive. Yeah. You know, but you're right. It takes a skill because if you're too nice, people will walk all over you. Bruh. It's a lot, man. You know, I had some moments. It was it was real character building for me. That that trip that we did to South Africa. Just like I, from the beginning, I could identify, you know, this one's gonna be, you know, the one that needs a bit more. Oh, okay, yeah, whoa, whoa, like, and it was definitely like one moment where like people on the trip tried to have like this intervention with me about all their grievances, bro. Moments like that, yeah, those are the moments that real leaders are. are oh, when are, when people tell them. you how your trip is shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor yeah. couldn't take that. He took it personal. It's telling bro. <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta accept it. It's customer feedback, in it. You gotta take it. Mister gets to take it personal. Yeah, bro. You need to learn where you can't apologize for everything, and you can't defend mm-hmm. yourself on everything. Well, that's Caleb's problem. He didn't want to apologize for anything. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you gotta give some away. You know what I mean? Fair play, fair play. Right, <laughs> like, it's for real. But you for know real. what? As well, people ask the maddest questions. Like we got on the ferry because you drive to Dover. The coach drives on the ferry, you come yeah. off the ferry. A girl came up to me and said, how are we getting to Amsterdam from here? I said, um, I think the ferry going to move. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, oh, no, you know when you hear questions, you're like, um, the ferry's going to go to, it's going to move. Oh, it's going to go to, this is going to go straight to Amsterdam. No, no, not straight, but Paris. So then what do we do from there? Remember those coaches we came on? <laughs> we, we drive from you know. Well, she thought those those we dropped those coaches in the sea and just kept it you know moving. What? Fair, in fair play to her and a lot of people, you don't realize how many people have not travelled. True, you know, True. the experience is very very. You to know, be, like it's very easy to laugh at people, but it's only 2016. I think that I properly remember, like getting on a coach and going onto a ferry. To be honest, if you've travelled, you could you could know the airport very well, but like going on a ferry is a different experience. Going on Eurotunnel is a different experience. Going on Eurostar is a different experience. <laughs> right, yeah, for real, bro. But we travel, bro. That's what we do in life. For real, bro. Oh, people don't know about going to um, Manchester, right, for the Comedy Store weekend, but you got a day to yourself, so you decide to go to Liverpool for the little slave museum. You don't realise the train that goes to Liverpool, though. You're like, this it? I thought I could get like another Virgin Express. They got one little charter train. That's a 20 minute ride. They, they, got, they got the nigga at the back holding the thing. 
the train tracks don't even look safe. We're like, yo, nigga, I don't feel comfortable. Like, it look like a Chester to ride, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you. I know the matter swing, yeah? They come like once every hour. <laughs> For real, bro. Them bro. small ass trains. Them trains up north be depressing bro. as hell, bro. The North Connect. Like, nah, fair ain't connecting here, bro. <laughs> bro, I've been through all. Bro, one That's time real. when I was coming up from that train, I didn't even know. You know what the Manchester comedy store, you said the jury's in? Yeah. Well, obviously, you're coming at Manchester Piccadilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a train station around the corner near the subway area. Oxford Street. One? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oxford Street. Bro, that's why I came down from the Liverpool team. I was like, bro, look how close to the hotel it is. For real, though. Yeah. For real, though. Yeah, I got yeah, the yeah. excited. Oh, no, like, oh, I'm not my way around Manchester now. I'm going to be going to go Oxford Street. I'm about to <laughs> 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 Oh. Bro, that's how I feel about New York, bro. And when I get to other cities, I start to know, or even Dubai. Like when I get to cities, I start to know. Okay, like, bro, I start giving people directions. Uh, what you want to do is, um, you don't want to even want to take the Sheikh Zayed oh. road. Traffic's gonna be crazy, you know. So I said that about what I would do. <laughs> I said that about Nigerians. There, no matter what country they're in, they could be there for the first five minutes. Just ask them. Excuse me, London. London is easy. I think. Uh... <laughs> Hey, London Bridge, London Bridge, London Bridge. We were in London. I'm looking for a bridge, I mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. We just don't know how to say, I don't know. We will fi- we feel like we can figure it out. Of course, bro. Because I will just say it, just keep repeating the word until London Bridge, no? Ah! London Bridge. Ah! Nobody but to read London Bridge. London Bridge, you know? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna love Nigerians, man. Ah! What? <laughs> ah! Ah! Like, why? Bruh. It's like, is it that insane? Ah! It's to add more seasoning <laughs> on the directions, bro. Oh, yeah, they're the best. You need to add seasoning on the directions. It needs to be dramatic. Like, you, 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 ever heard, you ever heard when they like they get real strict with you because they don't want you to miss a turn? Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. My bad. Ah! She wanted them to she wanted to give them directions on how to get to Boston from where we were in Hackney. So obviously she's not from London per se, she lives in Nigeria. Mm. She called me and said, can you give them directions to Boston from here? These people, I, I don't know, I think they understood English or whatever, but because most Nigerians do. So I started to explain in English. Uh, you want to get the, you know, you take the two seven. No, 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 what's wrong with you? You have to speak your about What's the matter? you explain in English? Bro, I've not been in Nigeria for God knows how long. I'm trying to put words together. I'm about like, the bus stop. I was so that's young. I was struggling. Bro, bro. I didn't have the animation. I didn't have the, my, my boy left, you know, I didn't have that in me. I was very bruh. polite with it, you know? Bruh. Bruh. Yeah, yesterday, man, I had a comedy show. Tina Turner, the lead singer from um, the musical, she was at the show, man. Okay, 
and she yeah you know the Tina Turner musical that's on the, on the West End yeah 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 I don't know who the lead singer is but yeah she was she's from New Orleans oh okay so she came down home of jazz and she came down and I got there and Tom Webb was comparing love Tom yeah and he was like from be the, the lead the lead from Tina Turner's here I'm like oh that's free tickets right he goes no no I think you misread the situation. I was like, you're not black. That's what it really is. <laughs> Every black person would have been like, that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to try and get her to sing. I was like, where are different from black people? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> nah, nigga. Nah, we try to finesse them tickets. Because you know what? We can all sing, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Bruh, but and, and, to, and the other thing as well is that like if you went to go see her show and she did an audience participation party, like what do you do? You're a comedian? Well, go and tell us a joke then. You'd be like, uh, this, why are you making me do this in front of everybody? Sometimes you just want a night out. Don't have to ask somebody to let, sing. Let me, let, let, me, let me put that to you in a more, 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 more. Uh, so you're saying if you were at the Kanye West concert and he somehow picked, what you do, man? I'm a comedian. You want to come up and tell a joke? They're going to be like, no, I'm just here to enjoy myself. Yeah, I'd say, look, you can check out my comedy on my YouTube channel, but I don't think this is the right place. You know, you're going to get booed, bro. Of course I'm going to get booed, but you I hate the fact that... You have to walk on stage put... and do the jokes. Look I know, it's... it's you're it's, a bitch-ass nigga. It's not that I'm shook, it's just I hate the idea of when you do Listen, something... I didn't say at, um, you know, your homies do a birthday party, you were, oh, look, I bought some jokes for us. I said Kanye West concert. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst place to do it, bro. It's not. You can't lose. You can lose, bro. No. Not if Kanye brought you on. Actually, maybe at Kanye's concert, you can. Hey, then, all I'm saying is this. If Tupac was doing a concert and said, you, you, you a comedian? Come up on stage and do some jokes. I'm running on stage and doing jokes. <laughs> Hi, my name's Fumbi. That's, um, that, I'm a black British guy. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, that means hold I was on, born here. <laughs> Come on. Think about people. When they go on stage here, they feel like they have to be good or amazing. I keep telling people it's about entertainment. When I used to do Amsterdam, yeah, we used to do the sing-along competition, where you yeah. play a song and you sing along to the song and yeah. we rate who the best is. And I always used to tell them, it's not about singing. You don't have to know the words to this. Just perform to these people and you will win. We played um, Nice and Slow when Asian Brother took it. But first of all, you had no moves. But he kept doing the, you know, the, the R&B pump with the chest. <laughs> and then they got so good to him, yeah, when they got, um, it's seven o'clock. You know, the girls jump in. Yeah. I'm in my trap. And oh, like, he took his hat off and threw it in the air. Oh, the crowd, the, the room went mad. Of course. Of course. And that is what you have to do. So what you would do if a Kanye West or Tupac brought us on stage, the whole punchline was centered around me saying, thug like baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm going weed in there 60 times. Yeah, if I, to be honest, like, if I, if someone came to me on the spot that was, like, funny about that moment, then yes. But to, like, go up there and, like, do your set or tell a, no, no, you know, a, a, a set-up punchline. No, you got to go something. You can't be slick with it. Try and be like, you know, I ain't saying that I'm a gold digger. Hey! I didn't know no one follows with you. <laughs> Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard twenty thousand people say, "Yeah, that was a funny man. <laughs> that was that's painful, bro." Can you imagine the silence in O2 Arena? You try to tell a joke and it doesn't bang, bro. That's a bombing on a spiritual level. <laughs> no, really, but what's, listen, man, you bother you bomb in front of twenty thousand or you bomb in front of five, it's still bombing. Yeah, but I, it, I, there's definitely higher stakes at 
a concert like that. I don't want I don't want my, I don't want my life to be some viral video punchline. So we're going to look at the comedian that bobbed at the, the Kanye concert. Nah, I don't care about going viral. <laughs> at least you're going viral, innit? Nah, many men, many men have made a career off of going viral, you know. Of course they have, but I, 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 that's not my portion. And Jesus, what's the name? difference between bombing at the O2 and crying for a gold star and um, Britain's Got Talent? What's the difference? Crying for a gold. I mean, if they give it, you mean as in like you got the gold star and, and then you do that whole. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because because yeah, it's actually I'm gone well. Because they liked you. That one's better. It's better than bombing. You at cried for the gold star. I would gladly Golden bomb. Butter. I would gladly bomb at Whiskey's concert. To be fair, what I'm saying is, if they, if Whiskey was to bring you on stage to tell a joke, yeah, bring you in the sense where no one knows who you are. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you know, a random person be like, ah, who are you, Ola? What do you do, comedy? Can't tell jokes. Now, you're probably like, oh, Ola's in the building. Okay, it's like if I was doing a show and yeah. I had ten gigs in them. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't tell them to rap because I just feel that's tacky. Well, that's, what that's the point I'm trying to make, is that asking this woman to sing on her night off when she's come to the comedy show and making her now come and sing at the comedy show, that's just, it's just not right. On the contrary. She went on after me, after I closed, and she went on and she destroyed it. Wow. Hey, 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 you've been to the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen that room, right? Yeah. It wasn't packed. It wasn't packed. It was actually quite small. I'd say there was maybe 60 people in there, max 30. I'll even send you the video. She goes on and sings, oh my God. She sings, <laughs> rolling, rolling. Wow. Rolling on a reel. Hey, she didn't just sing it yet. They played the backing thing. And she Ooh. came, she did the talking. Ooh. She said, and she's from New Orleans. When she said, big wheel, keep on turning. Hey, my nipples got hard. She did that. We rolling. She said, "Everyone stand up." Ola, everybody stood up. Of course. Ola, this is the '99. It went off. Uh, fair play to her, man. Much respect. Yeah, I know what Ola. You know what she said at the beginning? So profound. It moved me. She said, um, "She picked up all the comedians. Said to all the artists in this building, thank you for coming on this stage. It takes so much." She goes, "Your gift and your talent." will take you to corners of this world you never believed you could go to. Amen. Amen. She was from New Orleans. And there was a woman on this world who was a figure in this world. It did her music and did her thing. And now I studied that woman and become to get to play her. And that role has now taken me to London. Wow. She was on her ones at 99 Club, Ola. Wow. We got to James number one. Because how you how you even find that from New Orleans, bro? Wow. So that was there was some when she said that I was like, man, so true. Look what we've been to because of our gift, Allah. Yeah, for real, for real, bro. It's easy to be real. ungrateful, it's easy to look at what this person has done. But when she said that, I just sat there and thought, she's so right. But that's exactly that's exactly why I like connecting with people, because these kind of stories, they are inspiring, man. When you do meet somebody who their gift has taken them from New Orleans to London on this weird and wild journey, doing what it is that they love. I'm like, there's always something I can tap into and something I can take away from that mm, and something I can I can give. What's that? So you want to tap into her? This, this, buddy. You tell me, you didn't, you didn't switch details with her or nothing. Do you know how lonely she probably is being in London, bro? She probably just wants to connect with someone. That's why she came out. Sorry, one second, yeah. Anyway, my point is that, look... Here, I just look. got a text saying, <clears throat> we had an act pulled out tonight. Would you able to save the day? Bro, they love you at 99, bro. 
<laughs> no, it's only, the only reason I said yes is because I'm at the comic. I'm at a show, literally two minutes from it. <laughs> nah, you clean it out right now, man. Oh I love yeah, it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm cleaning, cleaning. Bro, Shit. All, the, all them gigs that dropped out because we all got COVID, bro. Fumbi staying <laughs> under the radar. Bro, you think I? <clears throat> why do you think I monitor COVID so much? Bro, I'm gonna put that on my post. You know, all you um acts to have COVID, man. I hope you stay. I hope you guys are recovering well. Please forward me your your agent's email so I can get them gigs. <laughs> you shameless, bro. Yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. The thing is, you don't yeah. want to pull out of like a 99 and say, I've got COVID. And then, you know, because that's 10 days out. Then then James sees you on the bill at night at the store on a Friday. It's like, this nigga ain't social distancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, bro. This, um, I, I, I was asking, did you at least connect with uh, the woman? With the woman, yeah. I gave her a hug. I said, yeah. thank you so much for that. And she, you know, we just explained pleasantries in the sense of, you know, she said you were amazing. And it was, I think it was important for a woman, a black woman from New Orleans to come to yeah. me and watch a comedy show where Marcel LeConte was on. He was amazing. Yeah. Luke Olsen was on. It was also amazing. And Tom Webb was comparing. But she got to see a black British comedian. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was on second? Luke Tolson. Luke Tolson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Like My that. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke. And so um, it was nice for her to see a black British comic who, and I didn't speak the way she spoke. I didn't talk about America or anything. The closest I got to America, like once t- t- um, Tom told me Tina Turner was in the house, but I was talking about Tina Turner bars like a motherfucker. Right. I had none. All of them were sounded, the only thing that was coming was punch, hitting, kicking, and domestic abuse. I thought, you know what, we ain't gonna do that tonight. We ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna do that. <laughs> gonna do that. It's not prepared enough. You can't just walk into domestic abuse book, abuse jokes. Nah. You gotta give yourself two weeks prep. Nah. You can't just go off the top of certain topics. Yeah, yeah. Something you have to, you have to prepare, really prepare. prepare every word. Prepare every word, every <laughs> track. You can't just go off the dome with you know domestic abuse jokes. You're gonna end up in the wrong place. But I wonder the guy who's playing Ike in her in the Tina Turner musical, I wonder if they have a good relationship. I wonder if after a while it starts to spill over, like the way he's going to be in it. I wasn't even thinking about that capacity, you know. What they were on the road together, like the whole of, I mean, obviously before things got a bit too on top. He was a big he part of that story. Ike, Ike. In... <laughs> How are you going to do the Tina Turner musical with no Ike, man? Ike, in his defense, if there is any. <laughs> ah, I'm backing off of that. I ain't even trying to defend Ike. Nah. <laughs> no, Ike, in his defense, I'm talking about Ike said it in his defense. He was like, I ain't beating it that bad. (laughs) You know what, though? He said, you know, the movies made him worse than he was, which I agree because you kind of have to to sell the movie. (laughs) To be fair, there is always going to be something. Like watching the movie, hey, hey, I ain't hearing that one. I ain't hearing that one. No, 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 no. That shit happened in the, in, the, in the kitchen. They they they, they twisting the facts. <laughs> you know when they start to debate all the all the details that don't make any difference. Hey, I was wearing a red shirt that day. <laughs> I was wearing a red shirt. Nah, 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 nah. Change that. I'm tripping. I don't even wear blue. I don't even wear blue. <laughs> Imagine that, yo. Just yeah. the whole thing. Nah, 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 nah. She she had, that on Thursday. That was on a Friday. <laughs> I said, y'all fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that film. Rata, she didn't even waste time. What's this? Oh, the gig. 
Did you get your bookie while you're on the pod? Huh? Huh? Yeah, I emailed a promoter who booked me for the show. show. Yeah. Because I've invoiced him and they haven't paid me yet, right? Okay. He's sending me texts saying I've lost my closer for the show on Friday. Can you close? I'm like, nigga, can you pay? Imagine <laughs> 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 I can't even close for him because um, I'm, clo- I'm I've got two shows on Friday already and I'm, the bowl is too far. Hello, sorry. I didn't tell you to get COVID, bro. Mr. Abundance. Mr. Abundance. I did a show at um, the Saucy Hawk, your little thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. It wasn't what? that great. Really? No. Why are you saying like it's my thing, bro? They're just using the venue on my uni. It's not like I put it together, bro. Okay, so what are we talking about? Two parts quote today. Yeah, let's just do part quote of the day. Um, I was just fuck a lot this week, and um, <laughs> I had the quote. I can't remember what the quote was though. Which song was it? I was listening to um, Hellraiser. Let's to keep your head up. Hellraiser. Hellmother. Yeah. To out, have you heard Out on Bill? That's a um, that's what the song he did at the Source Awards. No, I don't. I haven't have heard seen, that song. Have you seen the Source Award performance? I haven't. No. Where he comes on and they Q-Tip and Zulu Nation feel like he's disrespecting them because he just walks on stage and starts performing. Oh wow! They had major beef. <clears throat> he had beef with Q-Tip. Hundred percent. Because Q-Tip and Zulu Nation rushed him back, but they didn't rush him. They pulled up on him backstage and said, what the fuck was that about? Pac didn't understand what was going on. So he was getting hot. And so he had to go back. When he went back to Oakland, him and um, Buster Rams, they were doing movies. Buster Rams was doing higher learning. Tupac was doing, I think, Above the Rim or, or one of the films, anyway. So he said, he, he, and Buster Rams said, Tupac calls him saying, can I speak to you? And so Buster goes over to his room and he's like, you know, they were chilling. And he was like, you know, Buster already got wind of what happened. Yeah. And she was like, yo, I need to meet up with Q-Tip because there's some, they feel like I disrespected him by just coming out to perform. But what happened was in those days, you had an eight deck tape. You know the old school days of performing? Yeah. When they play your song, you have to go out. Okay. There's no pull it back. There's no, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Lose your place in the song. Yeah. So he's, they tap him, the person at the back just presses play while Q-Tip and them are doing an acceptance speech. Oh, Wow. Right, so when Tupac comes on, it just is like typical Park. No respect, always disrespecting people, just coming out doing what he wants. It just looks exactly like that, and it doesn't help that Tupac ends the performance by dropping the mic on the, by throwing the mic on the floor, almost breaking it. This is thug life. Shit don't stop. Thug, um, thug motherfucking life. Shit don't stop. Um, y'all didn't believe in it, nigga. Fuck y'all. And he just threw on the floor <laughs> and walked off. Oh man, do you know? Yeah, I can't imagine. But the source was must have been so chaotic, bro. Just such a chaotic well, atmosphere. Apparently, Onyx shot a real gun in the Source Awards. For their performance, they shot the gun and in the, the roof. But I've, there's not, again, there's no footage. They, they tell these things so that you can be like, what? But the Source Awards, I can imagine being chaotic because it was, you know, it was hoodish. Hoodish? This is like... The most fabulous hood. You ever been to a getaway wedding? 
two two ghetto ass people with love, bro. It's like that, bro. It's just. How, I hate the thing though. How do you do something so nice and prestigious with? That's that's the thing though. Whether you like it or not, the Source Awards is not about nice and prestige. You're just trying to capitalize on a wave of let's award people for their gifts and their talents. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, if you're going to do the Source Awards, you're going to have to deal with those people because those are the people that make the music. Yeah, but but even but even now, like even now, where you know they got, I know I'm moving it over now. I'm saying now in terms of the award shows, they got a lot of the same sorts of people are there, but they know how to behave themselves now. What's the what's the award shows that they've got? All the MTV ones and the BT ones. Those are not black. Those are not like hip hop awards. Those are music awards. What about the BT ones? That's again. That's not hip hop awards. That's a music award. And who watches the BT award show? Who watches that? I don't know, black people. I don't know if they do, but my point, the thing is this, with the Source Awards, yes, you're always going to get tension because you have dope boys in the room. You have people that bought, you know, you have crews in the room. So of course there's going to be clashes. At the Oscars and the Grammys, them niggas can't get in. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like... Mm. um, it's like the mobile awards versus the MTV. You're not going to get anything at the MTV awards because it's just not that type of night. But at the mobile awards, it can kick off because of the type of people that it might attract. Bruh. It's like the annual gangster awards. You're not going to, you're going to get shootouts. Annual gangster awards. Bruh, man, I, I feel like there just needs to be some kind of code or some kind of pattern up for it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be anything. It doesn't need to be anything. That's just the world. There was, there was at the the linked link link up TV did the award show I think or it was one of these like UK platforms did the award show and a man got uh, stabbed at the at the show. It's like yo, really and truly, like if we all know what we came here for. It's a music show. It's an, it's an awards thing. Like that's not what we came for though. That's not what we came for. That's what it appears to be. We came to stunt. We came to brag. We came to wear Versace. We came to drink heavily. Of course, shit's gonna pop off. We didn't come to receive awards on a prestigious level. We came to show out. If you came to receive an award, why'd you bring 30 men with you? <laughs> but, that, but that's part of what I'm saying in terms of that there needs to be some kind of code. Like, yo, let's not let's not be like this at this event. But anyway, man, this is this is about to be that whiskey discussion on every Yeah, which again, by the way, that whiskey discussion, apparently nobody was running the venue. It was security that wasn't letting people in. And people were getting tired of being um, held outside. But it's so easy to sell a narrative of black people doing wrong. Everyone just jumps on there rushing the venue. My brother said to me, not one publication reviewed the Whiskey concert. Not one in this country. Not one. Yeah, I don't expect them to. What am I checking I the Guardian? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't what, why am I checking the Guardian for their opinion but on the Whiskey if concert? If they were reviewing it on some black people were rushing the venue, all of you would carry the news. Because so, it's so easy to sell negativity about black so, people. So wait, what's the, what's the... So somebody knows that nobody rushed... Nobody rushed the venue. What happened was... How do you, but how do you know this? My cousin was outside. My cousin told me this. He said, no one rushed the venue. We were yeah, but, and he yeah. said, oh, they said, this time you're allowed in. And that time, they didn't allow people in. And you know, Nigerians, there's no patience. There's like, bro, you said we can go in this time. This is happening here. The people just went stronghead. But it's that's... easy to sell. They rushed the venue. Yeah, but that's still rushing the venue. If the, if the yeah, but they said they have with no tickets. But the point is, they rush the venue. They're, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. There's no tickets. There's different motivation when you rush a venue, when you move past a security guard who is delaying you. There's a difference. I think both of them make the for for the purpose of our discussion before. 
I think both of them are exactly the same. It's well, rowdy, you know, he just, they rushed the venue with no tickets, so you made it seem as if niggas just were gooning up. I didn't actually say they rushed it with no tickets. I said they niggas rushed the venue, but I didn't. Right, say, but I, mean, I, I assumed right. possibly that they were rushing the venue because they didn't have tickets. But right, because but, it's easy to push a narrative of negativity when it's black people. But I think it's still negative if you rush it because they're delaying you and you don't feel that you should be delayed, so you start pushing over security. Well, when, when, no, 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 no. I've been in that position. I've seen how they police. I've seen how they do these events. They antagonize a group of you. You get frustrated. I remember one time we went to Eric Abadu. They had one kiosk open, one ticket kiosk open. Hmm. So everyone was getting frustrated. So it did look like a menace because people are frustrated. Same as festivals. You frustrate these people, they're going to act accordingly. They're trying to go up to see a whiskey concert. You told them this time, they want to go in at that time. So you're delaying it now. You're frustrating people. Hmm. Yeah. I understand look, I'm, I'm, I'm... doesn't look good, but my point here is it's so easy to sell a narrative of black people behaving negative. Look, at the end of the day, look, I, I, I got to the to the concert, I asked them, is this the line? I showed everything, I walked in. I, as far as I'm concerned, I, I can't, I don't know how to be responsible for what every black person does. I but don't you, know how to be responsible but you, for me. But you were the one chastising, though. I, well, I didn't chastise anybody, first of all, but I you did say... You said it's what, not a good look for us, that's what exactly. you said. Yeah, I did say yeah, that. Yeah, but that's chastising. No, that's no, because no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't go and I didn't go and like hold on, hold on. address anything to those people. To be responsible for every black person does, but once you say we need to do this and it, that's being responsible for what they do. No, no, no. That's, I put my suggestions forward by all means. I'll speak up from time to time, but I'm not going to be held responsible for it. At the end of the day, we don't speak it. No, I can definitely speak on something. That doesn't mean I need to be held you responsible. You don't care for about. It. You just said you're not going to be responsible for it. You just want to speak, mm-hmm. on it, which is the problem we always have. People just want to speak. And I think we have every right to. That's the point in the podcast. Yeah, but that's the problem. You, all you got to do is talk. It's just hype talk. Uh, wait, first of all, who are you talking to? Who, Everybody who are you talking that talks. Uh, but that's that's what we do for two hours every week on a podcast. Not we about black people and how they should behave. But we don't take responsibility for what every person does that we talk about. We just talk about, we give our opinion on it. What do we talk about today that we give our opinion on? About how people are when they travel, about, you know, um, we'll how hard it, how hard, how, not how hard it is. We didn't say there should be a travel culture. Or can you imagine, you know, when black people get to the airport, doesn't you hate, don't you hate when they're holding hands together? That's my point here. When anytime black people get together, people are yeah. always put to look for a way to say we should do this and we should do that. We should do this more, we should do that less. We should climb this ladder, we should not climb that ladder. It's mm-hmm. like, can we live? None of you are in charge. None of you are even paying. I don't even know what you're fighting for right now because at the end I'm of the day... I'm fighting for everyone to shut the fuck up. Ah, uh, that's not gonna happen, though. Of course not. Which is sad. Uh, but why but, should we? Why should, why should the money is medicine? Why? Why? Uh, you, your whole point is people shouldn't be commenting on what other people did whilst you're commenting on those who are talking about it. You're doing no, the exact no, same thing. No, 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 no. I'm. Well, I'm, I'm doing the exact same. No, thing. no, 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 no. I'm not talking about black people and their behaviors. I'm talking about people <laughs> who want to talk about black people and their behaviors. Yes, other than talk. Yeah, but what I'm saying, about. you're doing the exact same no, no, thing no, no, you're no, saying no, no. they what shouldn't you did do. Was you saw a group of black people and created mm-hmm. them beautiful. What I'm doing is, why do you always have to create a narrative? That's my question. Why do you always have to talk? So I asked you, who are you talking to right now? And you said, everybody who just talks, mm-hmm. doesn't, but it's not going to be held responsible for mm-hmm. what other black people do. I'm mm-hmm. like, fine, that fits me, but that's a lot of us. So you want to be able to comment on us, the people who like to talk but will not be held accountable, because you believe that we shouldn't be talking about other people that we don't want to be held no, accountable. No, because what you do... No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Because I believe you should not talk because all you do is talk. 
You just feed that narrative. I don't mind if you talk, but you have the actions to back it up. No, no, no one does any actions to back it up. It's just easy to chastise. Look, look here. There's nothing that someone can do if you have free will, right? But all you can do is you can make a suggestion. And the thing is, we do have action plans to back these kind of things up, but it's never going to work unless either you're talking to one, the people who are organizing and it's something they do, or two, the people who are involved who are often hard-headed and shouting down the mic at somebody else going, please, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. We always talk. Oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. But you don't do don't anything. Like, the only like... thing you do is for your families. What do you do for black people in general? Nothing. Like, Look, what yeah. do you honestly do? You were the f- when you were the first person who was disappointed about black people rushing the show, but uh-huh. had no context. No context. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you saw something on social media and ran with it. Either, either way, either way. And, and that's, either... That's, 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 that's the action plan? What was the e- action plan after that? I don't have an action plan for this. Right, so where's this action plan you're talking about? I'm saying that there are... Look here. I, I, sometimes these conversations with you are thoroughly frustrating because... Yeah, because you're, you're lying. Uh, yeah, because no, because you are annoyed. That's two you different things. Annoying. I'm not annoyed. I'm just tired. You are annoyed. That's two different things. Chastise a group of people that you don't, you're not responsible for. You just said, I don't want to be responsible for them. But you love to chastise. Mm-hmm. Right. Because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going to try and slow down the pace of the conversation. You can do what you want. You can speed so, up. You can speak in Arabic. Just speak. Um, well, I'm hoping that this might encourage some more listening. Rather than I have listened responding. to you. I have listened to you the whole time. No, nah, you're doing the same thing. You're doing more responding than listening. Um, okay, I'm, well then speak then, innit? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Like I said, I'm going well, to hurry up. slow it down. No, I'm going to actually slow it down because I think... Okay, slow it down. Slow it down so we can all hear. Go on. Thank you. All right, cool. So again, less of the response, more of the listening. All right, cool. My point is that when we are talking about when you observe a situation, you observe how people behave, you observe how things went down, you can have an opinion on it, right? We all have our opinions on how things go. You may even have suggestions as to how you think it can get better. But the truth is you cannot act on someone else's behalf. So I can't be expected to be responsible for anybody else's behavior. And that's just the truth of it. That's just facts. That part is not even opinion anymore. That's just everybody can have opinions, but not everybody. I can't go and behave on behalf of the people that rush the venue. I, I can only be responsible for myself, how I conducted myself at the venue, right? But the truth is I do have an opinion on how other people behave why because it affects everything it affects everything nobody gets to behave no man is an island we all if we're all going to a venue we all follow certain rules we all do certain things in a certain way so that things can run smoothly so when we now extrapolate that and go big picture the idea that those who have ideas need to be responsible for those who just decide they want to do as they please is quite ridiculous we can have that we can speak up and you can say look i don't think it should be like this we speak about many things on this podcast we speak about how white people behave how the government behave how billionaires behave how nigerians behave like we speak about so many different people and we take zero actions on their behalf because a lot of the time it's their decision and all we can do is lead by example you're, nice people, bro. you're, you're talking about speaking on things i find you chastise you come down, you have that boule look on black people, the good versus the bad. Why can't we all do this? You just spoke about the source awards without yeah. actually understanding where the source energy comes from. Why can't we just behave? And that and mentality for me is uh, detrimental to everything. Yeah, of course, of course, but I've I've seen you you, you have a propensity to de- to defend poor behavior because you take poor it personally. Behavior, it's human poor behavior. behavior. No, no, it's poor, poor behavior. behavior. It's poor behavior. Human That's behavior. Because it's your human. prime minister 
is doing whatever he wants. That's it's poor behavior. behavior. But he's allowed to behavior. run a country. It's not poor behavior. It's, it's all poor behavior, people. man. When black people mess up or act according way, we are hung by it, by society, which is just human no, behavior. No, you're There's hung. nothing we don't do that other human beings don't do. Nothing. In the yeah, same it's, capacity, it's in different poor rules, behavior. We get poor hung behavior. by the throat. So you say as poor behavior. It's not poor behavior. It's just human behavior. Humans mm-hmm. behave like this all the time. All yeah. the time. And so what I'm saying is I'm tired of us being hung by behaviors that human beings display, that nobody else tries to fix up. When you watch the England game, England fans stormed the 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 the, the, the games. Why are we having this conversation? Again? Guards, huh? But why are we having this conversation again? Like what because I I think it starts off with me saying I I want us to avoid going back to having this whiskey conversation again. And you've gone back to it because you had new Because you had the mention whiskey and that was um thingy. That was listen, if you don't want to have a debate, that's fine. If you can't No, because there is there is no debate though. It's just it's it's a rehashing of the same um of the same position we had on the previous pod and no, I, I say, the you, only difference is now I actually got more of a story of what happened that day. Yeah, the you, you have the exact same position, which is that it basically we can't say anything to anybody. No, what I'm saying is stop looking at black people like we need to behave better. We do behave, but we right. can't now just take one faction of a, of, a, of, a, of a team and blame the whole team for that. That's my point. No, you, 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 you can't you, be you, responsible for every black person does. Yeah, it yeah. seems like we all want to. Go on Twitter today. Go on Instagram today. Any little thing a black person does, we've all done it. No, not at all. You know that's not the case. Uh, I know you've, you've... To be honest, I think a lot of time when we have these conversations, I think you're having um, a series of conversations you've previously had in other spaces and you, you the, the overflow of emotion lets me know that this is something that exists way beyond what I'm saying. Because often... No, it's because it's you. You do it all the time. No, I, I think you... I think you project a lot of stuff onto me that has nothing to do with me. You just spoke about, last time we spoke, you spoke about black people in cinema, da, 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 da. but then mm-hmm. you spoke about your best experience when it was in that cinema. What I'm saying is, you're no different from those people that jumped those gates, but you don't seem to think you are. We can do this better, we can do that better. No, you still get treated as that same person. So, wait, so... So okay. don't judge these people. Don't look at them like we need to do this better. We need to that that that, that better. That's just life. Those people don't represent you. It's not even about whether they represent me or not. I think you're projecting a lot of stuff on me. Well, um, well, I, I'm, I, I, I'm just saying. I, if, I, if I if I say if I say that, that you have a look of black people as good and bad. I'm saying no, no, that's not true. I look, I have a look at behavior as good and bad, and you love to ascribe it and say it's because they're black that you know because white people do this and black people do this and human humans do this and blah blah. blah. No, I'm saying there is good behavior and there's bad behavior, and the truth is whether it's a man doing a woman doing. When it comes to black people, you judge them by their bad behaviors. No, that's not true. I think you're projecting again on me. That's well, not well, true. You just spoke about the source awards, and the first one was that: Why do we have to behave like that? Why do we have to what? Yeah, because I don't, I don't believe the awards. I don't believe the source awards is black people. I yeah. believe no, because black people are bigger than the source awards. Black people do all yeah. sorts of con- concepts and events. The, the source awards is definitely black. People. It's no, they, they, no, uh, no. It's not synonymous. It's not. It's not like. 
if it's if it's black, it's Source Awards, and if it's Source Awards, it's black. That's not true. It's not an equivalence. There's Source Awards is predominantly black, but there is black outside of Source Awards. So you can yeah. see if they, if black people can put together a black um you know jazz co- uh, festival as well as Source Awards, then the truth is if I if I criticize the Source Awards. It does not say anything about the jazz festival, right? The jazz festival can be perfectly fine. Like the Source Awards, as it pertains to the jazz festival, like why can't it be like the jazz festival? No, that's not the point. See, that's what I'm saying. You keep projecting on me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying whether there's a jazz festival or not. Why can't there be? Why can't it be like that's what you said? You said we have the BT Awards. There's no one fighting. That's what you said. I'm saying this that like in terms of these are say, the same sort of events. I'm not comparing it to a jazz festival. Hold on, hold on. Earlier I'm, you said the yes. Beast Awards and stuff like that. There's I'm saying no, I'm saying that there are would be like that. I'm saying yes in terms of them being the same similar kind of event in terms of it is a hip hop event. It is a hip hop event and you were basically making the point that if you are talking about these guys are going to have dope boys in the building and so on. And I'm saying, look, somehow now we managed to have events with rappers attending that don't end up in trouble. So why couldn't it be that way back then? Because essentially what I'm trying to address is that people dying and getting shot and beefs and fights starting and so on, because that is poor behavior in my eyes. That is fundamentally it. Exactly. It's not so and much about that. It's poor behavior in my eyes because you're mm. looking at it from behaving. You think people want to shoot and sell though? You think people want to do that stuff? How do you how do you rectify that by saying what don't do it? No, I, so I said I'm not responsible for these uh, right. people. I, I'm 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 not responsible for them. I just simply believe that we should be able to have an award show without people shooting each other. We should be able, should be able to live in a world where people don't get raped. Yeah, that's true. Really? We should be able to live in a world where, people, where kids are safe, where people don't, can, can can go to work and come home and see their families. Mm-hmm. But that shit don't happen. Yeah, but for the most part. For the most part, most of us walk around fairly fine. Right, that's my point. Yeah, but my point is, is that world works. But whenever black people do something, it's doubled down. It's highlighted. It's 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 just go. We're going crazy, or we need to stop. There's no fathers at home. It just extends to so many different things, as opposed to what it really is, life. Bro, have you ever tried therapy? No, have you? I have, and I think it would be helpful. Because I think this level of response to this kind of uh, discussion, it goes to show that it's not it's not what we're discussing that you're that you're well, responding to. But you remind me of the experiences I've gone through as a kid. I know, the I know. Journey. People looking at me like, if we just pulled our bootstraps up and tucked our ties in, we would do better. But I know, and I'm seeing how the world sees me. Mm, I know. With this energy of ah, oh, if we just did this, it's like, well, fuck out of here. What do you know? I know, I know. I, this is exactly, you know, and this is not obviously in a in a mocking way, but this is what's referred to as a trigger. The idea is there's something that's happened. You do something here. It reminds me of this. And so therefore everything from here comes back and, 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 I, and I revisit it right now. And I think that's what's happening because... When I speak, I speak with passion. It's never anger. It's never animosity. That's another thing that pisses me off. Because everybody says, oh, when we calm down, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. Can I not yeah. express passion? You, no, you... because I'm black. You you can express passion, but I think also you know we're on a podcast right now, so oh, that's what podcasts are about. Have you not seen Joe Budden's podcast? This thing don't have a five minute meltdown. I got the mic now, but everybody loves it. No, not everybody it's loves it. Songs that sing Kumbaya every episode. I love you, bro. Yeah, I love you too. There's a lo- more love. There's a lot of his um, co-hosts who have left, or well, at least two. Um, 
who have left uh, working with him. So yeah, I don't. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily show the Joe Budden podcast is the gold standard here in terms of uh, a productive way to do a podcast. But my point I was trying to make is, you know, it, it gets to a point where, you know, there's an explanation for everything by all means. Um, but also there's an element to which, you know, I don't particularly enjoy that kind of conversation. I don't enjoy trying to speak over you or getting to a point where the listening is dialed down and the response is dialed up. Um, I, I, I do like a bit of, peace in my life from time to time um i i, I like the energy I, I like the the spirited the spirited nature of it that's fine isn't it? then go and find a podcast go and do a podcast someone wants to have peace every day do you oh. know what i'm saying it's not gonna be like that every day sometimes we're gonna laugh sometimes we're gonna just i want to disagree so what yeah it's not so much about disagreeing though it's just what is it, about, what is it honestly about it's it's honestly about um getting to a point where it's not a conversation anymore it's just a simple series of being mischaracterized or not listened to. If you're taking this anything other than passion and, and, and really caring about how, what I, I feel about in terms of being black and whatnot, that's your business. I really don't care. I really don't care. I, I think that's evident, but um, I'm, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you a chance to do that. It's beyond that or I'm trying to upset you or ruin your day. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I know exactly what I'm saying. I'm not trying to, what's the word? Um, antagonize or anything like that but you have to understand i'm tired of it i'm tired of it yeah. and so it comes out it comes out like that and if you can't take that that's i'm, I'm sure you have to see that but i'm not going to apologize for it no, i'm going to really want you to apologize for it i just think you know what you have right here so you know what you have is an opportunity i think you very clearly understand yourself but i think you know when you have the respect of having a conversation with somebody or working with somebody you have an opportunity to understand somebody else um and you have a chance to necessarily go well do you know what is this how i necessarily want to go about things is this the best way forward and so on you can make that assessment for yourself but what i'm trying to say to you is i have an understanding of who you are you spent a lot of time explaining who you are um and why these things affect you in a certain way and why you communicate in a certain way but it's not enough after a while to just simply say well this is who i am this is the way i am after a while, you have to go, well, who is the person I'm speaking to? Ah, I'm not trying to hear that. Well, uh, you know, this is, that's the opportunity you have. And, and said, Kanye West went on TV and said slavery was a choice. Did all the menaces things you said, all of you gave him a pass. All of you wanted to listen to him again. His latest episode on Drink Chat, he said all the madness things. Everybody should not work him as a producer. So don't come and give me that. It's always good when you, when you like the person or when you revere their work. Then you want to yeah. give them, you give them lies. But now you want to tell me, you know. But if you want to respect someone, that's a lie. That's a yeah. lie. Yeah, that's the level. See, that's the the lack of respect that I'm that. It just doesn't work in terms of when you're having a conversation with somebody. You, you've you've done a lot of mischaracterization of who I am, right? Throughout the throughout the pod or whenever. Like you just go, well, you're the kind of person, or you you just wanted that. You're like boule mentality, but like but that's a. Mean. That's a lot of stuff that you bring from your own life and project onto me. And that's fine. But I think after a while, there gets a point where you just kind of go, all right, well, but I've said a lot of stuff about this guy. Let me let me actually listen and try and understand this guy, um, where he's coming from, because that's the respectful thing to do. And I, I, I think that's, that's the part that's missing right now. I know where you're coming from. I understand what you're saying. I'm not what sure I you do. I think you give yourself a lot of credit. I, I, what I'm saying to you is it doesn't help that you have we have this outlook. That's what I'm trying to say. That we have this outlook. That to see to, to see black people as always doing something. That's all I'm trying to say. But yeah, you know, I, that's fine. That's fine. We don't have to discuss this ever again. 
Yeah, I think it's not so much, uh, I mean, the, the topic's already moved on from. I think um, what I'm addressing with you right now is the, the lack of um, care or respect for, you know, when I'm when I'm talking to you about like dialing down response and, and turning up to listening, I'm saying that because when I'm speaking and you take the shortcut and say, well, I already know what he means or I already know what he says. I think there's a benefit of the doubt that I don't get given a lot of the time. And I think it's important for in order to have a conversation, to be able to have that benefit of the doubt, to you know, be able to think through what I'm saying fully, explain myself fully, um, and not necessarily have every single word that I mention that reminds you of something else be jumped off on. So when I'm saying this, it's not because I don't know you're a passionate person or because I don't know this or blah, blah, blah. I'm saying that there's a certain level of understanding that's required of me, but there's a certain level of understanding that's required of you. And you're, I think you're a bit too quick to say, F all that, I don't want to do that, as soon as the understanding is required of you. That's all. That's all. Do with that what you will. But, I, you know, I thought I'd drop that there I for you. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'll just give it to you because I always, I, I believe in people. So, you, you know, you do with that as you, as you please. Other than that, is there anything else you wanted to drop for today? Nope. All right. On that note, guys, <laughs> yo, we made it uh, somehow, even though it's late today. Apologies for the pod being late. Um, please still keep uh, interacting. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, it'd be good to get some interaction on this one. Um, and if, if you've got any some thoughts on what we've discussed today as well, in particular, it'd be very good to hear from you, especially this ongoing discussion around people's uh, behaviour and uh, you know the events that we've discussed. Uh, Fumbi, at Fumbi Omataya on Instagram, at Fumbi on Twitter, at Ola the Comedian on anything, because that's on Neighbourhood. And I don't know if this guy remembers the last bit because he's on the phone. All right, guys. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. All right. Peace. I'm out. Uh...